0: Hey everyone, welcome to a special bonus episode of Locked On Lakers for a Sunday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers are 19-21. and They lose in Utah 132-125. to We'll tell you why a triple-double from Anthony Davis wasn't enough. That's next. You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked on Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcast. It's always free, never behind a paywall. And Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to hang out with over 22,000 subscribers who are all mashing the panic button after the Lakers have fallen to 11th in the conference. Andy, the play-in does not go to 11th. There is no playoff spot right now for the Lakers. Um, Things looking an awful lot like they did at this point last year. Um, People are not happy about it. The Lakers lose one thirty-two to one twenty-five to the Utah Jazz, um, who have played extremely well uh, as of late. They're now above five hundred, but no LeBron James for the Lakers. He sits this one out with the uh, the ankle problem that he's been having um, all year long. The one that's been keeping him questionable basically for every game of the season. Um, Rui Hachimura playing on a pitch count. Cam Reddish leaves this game after eleven minutes. Uh, he was barely available obviously uh gabe vincent's still not there so the lakers revolving door lineup continues um andy i mentioned that the um in the open that a you know a triple double from anthony davis wasn't enough um and it's crazy to say it for a guy who had 15 rebounds 11 assists a steal and four blocks um there was a big chunk of that a chunk of what they needed missing tonight for the lakers
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's unfortunate when somebody who did a lot of really good things in this game, like Anthony Davis. Unfortunate, kind of unfair, even. Yeah, I mean, his passing out of double teams was really good tonight. He obviously hit the glass. He made some really good defensive plays. But, you know, he missed some very makeable shots in this game. And it's the the second game in a row, actually, where Anthony Davis has struggled offensively, which is extremely unusual for him. This season, um, if you are looking for, I guess, a positive spin on this performance in particular with just Anthony Davis, it's that he continues to really conduct himself like the franchise face for the Lakers. Afterwards, he said, quote, everyone did their job except me. I didn't do my job. Obviously, bronze
0: out. Everyone has
1: to step up. Those guys did except myself. So this one's
0: on me. Right. Fifteen or 20 of twenty if we missed, it, fifteen of twenty-one from the floor for, for AD. So he had fifteen points, um, five of six from the line, but he missed sixteen of twenty-one shots, which is obviously difficult for uh the offense to absorb when LeBron doesn't play.
1: Yeah. And and again, like it is, as you noted, tough uh, I guess sort of like a, a a tough way to think about somebody doing an awful lot while they were out there, but and not necessarily even playing badly as as much as results badly but results matter yeah. and it's it's not like all of these shots AD was missing were extremely well guarded or like shots that he was forced to take or anything like that a lot of these were shots Anthony Davis normally makes and frankly tonight needed to make
0: yeah look i mean the, the lakers got some support um you know for you know, on this night where where LeBron, you know, obviously not there, and and just short guys, and you know, Rui, in short minutes, could only play. You know, only play the 19. And Darwin talked about before and after the game that his minutes were limited. Now, what that means going forward is something that we're going to get into over the course of the week because I know. Broadly, um, you you in particular, Andy, are still upset with what how much he's able to play on a night to night basis. I
1: just feel like unless he is perpetually on a minutes count because he's perpetually returning from injury, you know, let the, let the man hashtag free Rui. Like, yeah, you, I mean, you, in, in, in tonight,
0: 21. you know, Saturday it was it what the issue was the pitch count, but the the but and he has been sort of perpetually injured, but the you know it. It gets to how just scattershot this season has been, but I mean he was very good in his 19 minutes. He had 17 points, played very aggressive. Darvin had nothing but praise for him after the game. Let
1: me, let me just say this really quickly. Just um, sure, I don't want to get sidetracked on Rui's minutes because it was not the story of this game. I definitely don't want to, I definitely want to make sure we end up talking a little bit about D'Angelo Russell. Yes, for sure. He was phenomenal, but what What can make this feel confusing at times with Rui or frustrating or, as you mentioned, even everything feeling scattershot is Cam Reddish, to the best of my knowledge, has not been on minutes restrictions, yet keeps having to leave games because he's re-aggravating stuff. So at some point, either Reddish needs to just sit a few games, get himself right, or Again, hashtag free Rui. I, like I know, not all injuries are the same, right? Not, but,
0: and, and and you know, Darwin is not creating the no, I, the minutes yeah. restrictions. That's the no, training no, no, staff. No, but no. you're right. I mean, like, should would it be better if Reddish? It's it is it is more disruptive for Reddish to play. I think it was eight minutes the other night, and right. Eleven minutes tonight, and then have to leave. Yeah, no, than I, it is for him not to play at all. No, no. I want to make it clear. I th- the minutes
1: restrictions that are that are non-medically related to Rui that's not on Darwin that's on the staff I want to make that clear I'm just saying when it seems to be so inconsistent that one guy who's not on a minutes restriction seemingly can have to leave games because he's re-aggravating stuff but another guy comes back and is on a minutes restriction especially it becomes frustrating when he's playing well but again I don't want I want to get sidetracked on that.
0: All right. So, you know, but, you know, the, the support, again, it was there. Christian Wood played well in his 22 minutes, 15 points, nine rebounds, five of 10 from the floor, hit two of six three-pointers. Um, Austin Reeves, before he fouled out, 19 points, seven of eight from the floor. So certainly very efficient there. And D'Angelo Russell, as you mentioned, was really the star of this game from beginning to end for the Lakers. He, we, we you know, we talked after – um Friday's game, Thursday's game, I should say, the Phoenix game, like the Lakers needed, you know, the part of the problem with Reeves, for example, this year is he's not had one of those games where when the star A and star B were not either available or fully functioning or just playing great. He hasn't gone off for one of those, you know, nuclear kind of games like Russell did tonight, 39 points, 15 to 26 from four, six and 11 from three point range uh, eight assists. I mean, he was just, he was great and, you know, and was hyper aggressive and confident. I think from the start, they, that was the kind of game, you know, that, that the Lakers needed. And he started
1: Um, in place of LeBron, by the way.
0: Yes. Um, and it's just, it's one of those deals and I get why. And a lot of, there was a lot of granted, there is no lineup that Darwin could put out that would make people happy at this point. But, um, you know why is you know dealer why he's going small against Utah and they're going to get killed on the glass and sometimes they they did or whatever but the 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 reason is and it was the same reason that Skylar uh, Mays played a little bit you know played 10 minutes in the game um you know really sucking up some minutes that I guess could have gone in the first half went to Max Christie it, clearly they've reached a point where they feel like they need two ball handlers on the floor at all times and if LeBron can't play you have to rotate through Russell Reeves and in this case Mays, like it just the the offense has gotten so dysfunctional. Otherwise, I think this is where they're going, and like you can argue with that, you can argue with that, you know, logic, or you can argue with the 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 decision making there. But it really just gets to how hard it has been to come up with something that feels coherent because they were like for example they were talking about D'Lo probably having played himself back into the starting lineup because if you look at the last few games he actually has played pretty well again and this is a guy who's been a starting point guard for his entire career Um, and the idea that he'd play him back and play himself back in the starting lineup makes sense and it's I happen to think it's probably a good idea and have thought that for a little bit but it again becomes a large change to what they're doing they can't settle on anything and in a vacuum Andy it's like okay well it's because on one night this guy's out and then this guy misses three games and that but it's just like yes and and to quote our our friend Darius Soriano yes and no like there's some of it's circumstance and some of it's just they can't get decision making and performances to line up in a way that allow them to play the same lineup with repetition
1: well they also can't get two-way decision-making to line up because the obvious concern, and I think with some reason, is if you go back to D'Lo and Reeves as the starting backcourt, they're going to get picked on defensively to the point where you're going to be basically giving up all the points you score. And look, you might make an argument that this team has been working so hard defensively to try to make up for the fact that they can't score, that maybe you need to just give them give them a bit more of a break with a functional offense like you know just from a sort of spiritual mental level like maybe there is an argument that could be made there you know and if and if you do that then I think also you have to consider what one does with Torian Prince because I I think at that point you may have to consider starting Vanderbilt instead of well I think
0: I think if you're gonna start Reeves and and um T-Lo. Russell, again, you have to start Vanderbilt. Right. Um, I just, I think, I think you just have to. Because
1: also, too, at that point, you're, you're, you've got two scorers alongside LeBron and Andy. And assuming Reeves ever gets his shot consistently back from outside, two three point shooters. Right.
0: So, and, and Reeves, you know, part of the reason Reeves and Russell didn't work at the beginning of the year was a Vanderbilt wasn't available. So, I mean, maybe it was part of the combination, but it was also Reeves was just terrible. There isn't a lineup that was working with Austin Reeves in it. All the lineups where he played, and while you know you and I talked a lot for after Thursday's show, it's like Reeves has not hit the level that I think the Lakers hoped he would, and frankly need him to. And you know, I, know I, I tweeted about this extensively. Yeah, this Friday weekend.
1: at Cam Brothers, and it I I thought it would it did provoke a very interesting reaction, and you know to make it clear. Austin Reeves is a good player. I'm, but I, I think the Lakers thought he was readier for the third role on a contending team than he actually is. <laughs> or and, you know, maybe granted, underestimated this the growing entirely, pains. It's, it's not entirely about Reeves. It, it, to some degree, you know, there's a trickle down effect from other guys either underperforming or not being available. But part of what you look for is, in a third guy on a contending team is. Their ability to semi-regularly step up in those moments to offset right. what you don't have. That's part of what makes you the third guy. And Reeves just isn't at that level, which by the way, 95% of the league
0: can't 90, do that. Yeah, maybe maybe even more. And it like in you have but, to be damn good to do that. So you know, but the reason that you go back to that lineup, the reason the lineup wasn't working is Reeves was just so bad. There, Like I said, there were no lineups with Reeves in them that worked because Reeves was the problem. He has since, you know, you can argue about the level and is it high enough and this and that and whatever. But, you know, he broadly speaking he has played, he has turned it around since then. Um, He's he unplayable playing, before. <laughs> right. He is playing much better yeah. now than yeah. he was then. Um, And so, like, there's a good chance that at the very least, some of the results with that as a starting lineup would work. And it's, I want to talk about this more this week. And obviously, Monday night will be, um, we're going to take Sunday off. We've got some family stuff going on. Sunday Um, into Monday. Sunday into Monday. Um, And so, you know, our next show will be after Monday night's game against Oklahoma City. Um, I want to talk this week just about that situation they're in, because on the one hand, you're forced to change lineups a lot. On the other hand, and and then you're also kind of in a situation where, you know, you want to respond to what's working, but that in and of itself, that process continues to force you to do things slightly differently every game. And I feel like, I feel like the Lakers are getting closer to at least establishing who is going to play? If not the order, but no, I mean, it's it's just they didn't play terribly tonight at all. I mean, I they... thought they played fine. I, I mean, again, they're missing guys. Utah is the hottest team. I realize they're just a game over five hundred now, but they've been the hottest team in the NBA. Um, you know, over the last couple of weeks, um, the Lakers were shorthanded. They were not, they, you know, LeBron wasn't available, and they, you know, even the guys who were available, like Hachimura. They couldn't play 38 32 minutes or whatever. And then Reddish missed the second half of the game. Right. Like
1: they as a as a and they managed to keep the game tight despite A D missing 16
0: shots. Right. Like, and Utah, by the way, going to the line 39 times. Yeah. Um,
1: side note on that. Um, I, I'm not looking to complain about it, whatever, but Austin Reeves ended up falling out in this game. His fourth foul, uh, which was Jordan Clarkson driving against him. Uh, which Reeves was really unhappy about that one, and during the broadcast, Stu Lance and Billy Mack wondered whether or not they might challenge it. They should have challenged that one. If anything, that was more of an an off arm foul on Clarkson,
0: yeah, than anything Reeves did. The the one that fouled him out was was a was a good call. He oh. it was a it was a block on Reeves that was appropriately called. So yeah, absolutely. It's just it's, I mean I, the thirty nine uh, free throws is interesting too because like you know a lot of people. And this is something else to talk about this week, and we'll wrap it up after this. But like, you know, it's a lot of what people have been talking about is how terrible the three-point defense has been. And that's true. But one of the things that 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 you know the Lakers have done to compensate for that is that they foul very little. They keep teams off the line. They're once again one of the best teams in the league at doing that. And so, you know, one trades off for another. You know, Utah was 12, you know, 12 of 37 from three point range, and they miss some open ones, but every team does. Um, and I, I, just broadly speaking, it's like three point defense is one of those things where three pointers are really demoralizing, um, especially when your team is struggling offensively. But if the ultimate result is you're 10th in the league, or 9th in the league, or 12th in the league, or 11th in, in defensive rating, there are a lot of ways to do it. What the Lakers have to be able to do is either defend the line defend the three or keep teams off the line or whatever but like we saw a little bit of that trade off um on on Saturday they're just they're they're in they're in a really difficult position um with a really hard schedule coming up home heavy as it is uh, and then a tough road trip um this 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 early month january stretch Andy, I think it's fair to say it's not gone in the way that they would like. It. No. Um anyway Lots more to talk about over the course of the week. Again, we'll be taking Sunday into Monday off. Next show will be Tuesday, uh, following you know, for Tuesday following the Oklahoma City game. But first, this uh, that Locked On Lakers is brought to you by Jace Medical,
1: and we all use sports to escape from the realities of real life, which can be daunting and crazy. But unfortunately. Real life never goes away for good, and according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And we've seen over the last few years what can happen when the supply chain gets bogged down for whatever reason with whatever product. It's really stressful. Thankfully, Jace Medical can help alleviate that stress. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs. Respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. These are medicines that could be really handy to have if your doctor wanted to prescribe them, but access for whatever reason, not readily readily available. Visit jacemedical.com and complete. Your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than
0: today. Go to JaceMedical.com. use the code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Locked On Lakers also brought to you by FanDuel. Andy, the playoffs, you're here, the playoffs, man, the playoffs, and the, you got the Rams in Detroit. I'm very excited about uh Sunday's game with her. I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win. Um new customers right now at FanDuel, um, America's number one sports book. You get a hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet again that's 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose the app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet you got live same game parlays you can find bets in the new explore tab make parlays in the parlay hub that is the best way to find popular parlays and more there's more ways to do it just endless ways Um, to do this stuff over at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Everyone have a great Martin Luther King Day holiday. We'll see you after the Oklahoma City game.